0: Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canadagua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canadaguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Today we continue our series previewing local elections across the Finger Lakes by catching up with one of the candidates running for Bristol Town Board. Nancy Nepersky joins me via Zoom. Nancy, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Uh, So let's get the easy question out of the way. Why
1: are you running? I'm running because I'd like to get more involved in local government. I'd like to understand how it works. Uh, My political career, if you will, started when Trump was elected. I think that activated a lot of people. I was very concerned about what was happening, and I started to pay more attention on the national level. And I was naturally curious then about what happens at the state level, county level, and then town. And the few times that I sat in on town board meetings, I was fascinated and had lots of questions. And the structure is very different than anything that I was familiar with or that I had seen online, for example, with yelling participants. And it's not like that. But I still had many questions. Why are we spending money on this? Why is that happening? My neighbor happened to be complaining to me about the amount of salt that was going on his driveway during the winter and his well had been salted, if you will. And I'm wondering, how do you fix that? How do you help people? So uh, that was one of the reasons, what's the main reason really, is that I wanted to get more involved. It sounds like
0: it was really organic. And I guess my next question, the next natural question is, what are the biggest issues that you're hearing from voters as you're going through this campaign process of knocking on neighbors' doors, talking to people? What what, what do they care about as as you're going through this process?
1: To be honest, it's not easy to knock on doors here in Bristol. It's a rural community, lots of long driveways, and I'm really not doing that so much as I am paying attention to what the town board is discussing and what's important to them. In fact, just this last Saturday we had a um, a budget meeting, and so some of the issues that came up at that time are I've kind of known this already. Like we need, a, we're going to need a new town hall in the next. X number of years. We have a, It's a beautiful old historical building, and there's not enough room for all the staff that we now need. So that's one of the issues. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have been hearing in the town about our water district. Lots of our residents have wells, like I do, but there is a water district where we get our water from, I believe, Canandaigua Lake. And it's processed through the city of Canandaigua and the town. And there's issues that are happening there. The uh, water treatment facility, uh, excuse me, serves a number of families here in Bristol. And anything that happens within that water district affects just those families. And that's, that's something that we need to be aware of, to look at. There's upgrades that need to happen. And how is that going to affect those residents as well as the other residents of Bristol? Certainly our, uh, Department of Transportation, just like any of our rural towns here, uh, that's one of our, that is, I believe, our biggest line item, budget line item, the supplies. How is that changing? What happens as our climate is changing and we're experiencing greater uh, storm impacts? Mm -hmm. And we've got Egypt Road, which is a beautiful place. But the road, there's issues going on there. Every time I go by, there's some other project that's happening. How do we pay for that? How is it being paid? How are we planning? Uh, I Just on my road, on Pier Road, really big storms. So we've got a giant culvert. It's huge. Goes out. And yeah. the trucks are here, and they're putting it together again. We're like little Pinocchios. I think there's a couple of spots here. Yeah. Or excuse me, not Pinocchio. It's a... Um, uh, Humpty Dumpties, <laughs> they keep breaking off. They keep falling off the wall, and we got to put them back together. So, um, those are some of the issues that that are on my radar, and uh, certainly on the town board uh, on the town's radar.
0: I'm curious. Uh, obviously, those are all big issues. Uh, they're also expensive issues. Um, there's probably going to be quite a few people who listen to this, and if you're elected, uh, show up to town board meetings and say, "Whoa, hold on." I don't want my taxes to double or triple or whatever the case may be uh, to address all of these issues. So, what would be how would you like to see the town board philosophically approach these in kind of like a methodical manner over a longer period of time so that residents aren't crushed with, you know, a doubling or tripling of taxes if a bunch of infrastructure issues do need to be addressed?
1: That's a perfect question for me to lead in why I personally feel that uh, my skill set is going to be helpful in the town. And that is, I have a communications background. So I started my career in public relations and uh, and marketing communications as well. So in the business realm, what that means is understanding what a company or a product or a person has to sell or share information, what they want to say. And I help them craft what to say and how to say it and how to distribute that information. And I feel that the town of Bristol, and I, I, I'm i not sure generally, I haven't been that connected to the political landscape in the places that I've lived. So I'm not sure how other towns approach this. And with that said, I feel like there's a disconnect between how the government works, how people are paying for this, what needs to be paid for and, and how they can be more a part of the conversation. And so what I'd like to do is take my communication skills and bring that to the board so that we can get our residents more engaged so that they know what's going on so they won't be angry when they show up. They'll have solutions or ideas or um, we can come to the table and have Discussions about how best we can approach this. We may have a resident who knows all about grant writing, for example, or how to, how to access FEMA monies. Now, I do know that the town does that now, but there may be other government monies out there that we don't know about or, or have had difficulty accessing. Maybe one of our residents can help us do that or we'll have an idea about how to do that. But we can't get that person into the conversation until we reach out to them to engage more, to teach what's happening and to ask them to participate.
0: What is, I'm always curious, this is a question that I've been throwing at pretty much everybody who, especially in rural communities, Um, we're hearing all the time that fire and EMS service uh, are really in a tough spot. Um, Cities, obviously they're paying, and it's expensive, and it's getting more expensive. When it comes to rural communities, we're talking about volunteer forces, which are frankly dwindling across the across the board. And this is not like a Bristol problem. This is not a, a Bloomfield problem. This is a New York State problem. How does it feel uh, in Bristol? How does Bristol feel? Uh, situated on this front does it seem like the the town is in good shape uh when it comes to response time when it comes to how residents feel about uh first responder services or do you think that's something that the town's probably going to have to pay a little more attention to say over the next five to ten years
1: one of the one of the discussion points that came up at the budget meeting was about the uh, fire department and actually uh at the last town hall meeting that I was Uh, that I participated in, that I visited also. Mm -hmm. And yes, Bristol is experiencing that as well. The the volunteers are aging out. We're trying to get more people involved. To be honest, I haven't spoken to anyone in particular, and I don't know about response times and that type of thing. I know personally, my husband, who is a master craftsman and woodworker and tree cutter, we've had to use the (laughs) ambulance services years ago, but we were very grateful to have them and makes you want to cry actually, because it was really traumatic uh, when they came, but, um, his, we had to have a mercy flight. It was, it was a, uh, it was a relief when I heard the siren go, it was mm-hmm. a relief to me. And, I want to make sure that all of our residents have that same feeling that they can they know that they're going to be supported. <clears throat> so I'm sure that discussion is on the table with the town. I know they have a really great relationship and I believe that there are areas that the town can help. Also on a communication standpoint, we can engage residents and and ask for their help, teach them how important having the fire department is. Again, just It's the interaction of the residents with the town and the fire department that will help to create a greater sense of community, that we're all in this together. And I don't mind if my taxes go up to help other people. And the, that, I think, is an important message that we can craft and share. Mm-hmm. And And we are all in this together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and our community, our, we have 20, uh, just about 2,300 residents. That's not a lot. It's yeah. a small town, but we have big problems to solve. Yeah. Yeah. So um, many hands make light work, right?
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Um, your vision, your, I want to get inside your brain here. Uh, economic development. What does your vision of economic development look like in a community like Bristol? More rural, obviously. Um, tourism driven obviously what what comes to mind when you think about economic development over say the next 5 to 8 years what 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 do you see
1: i haven't thought about it <laughs> so that's a fair question i'm new to town town government i'm new to thinking about all of these things and i'm i'm intrigued and excited about learning about those things we do have, there's been a, a bit of controversy here in terms of economic development. We have a building, it's a beautiful building on Route 64. And when I moved here in uh, 2014, it was empty, which is a gorgeous corporate building. And I always wondered what it was and what the history, what was my, what's the story of this beautiful empty building? And just a few years ago, I think, we noticed a smell of marijuana as we're driving by. Next thing you know, there's the, the, it's not corn stalks, it's pot plants. Mm. Like, well, that's interesting on this corporate ground yeah. and the security guards. And so that, that was, uh, that certainly is economic development. Right. And then I, I know that the, there was the, um, we had a resolution or a, a law that I'm not sure of the details. Again, I'm new to this <clears throat> about opting in to have a. I believe it was opting in to have a marijuana dispensary. Bristol opted out. Yep. And there's economic development there, and from my perspective, it's an education issue. It, it's still for me everything comes down to communication. If we under, if the town understands the pros and cons if we can effectively communicate those pros and cons for the business and for the town, that's conversation to have, let's all decide what's best for the town because there, there is value and laws are changing. Uh, Society is changing in in terms of its attitudes towards marijuana and uh, research is showing that it can be helpful in many circumstances. It's just a, it's another, it's a small town with big town problems <laughs> that not necessarily a problem, but issues that we need to, that we need to address. The tax base, this company is, is putting tax money into our, into our coffers. People that come to a dispensary will be putting tax money into our coffers. Are we going to have more real estate development? We have like Farmington, for example, you've got farmland that are turning into houses, what I don't even know what the, that conversation is. If there's anyone interested in developing land for uh, for housing, I'm yeah. not I'm not sure about that. But it's it's a conversation to be had.
0: It sounds like your message is have an open mind.
1: Have an open mind. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: let's talk I'm, about- I'm
1: going to stop you on that. Have an open mind. Conservative, liberal, progressive. All of those labels I think are not important or Republican and Democrat for me, those labels aren't important. What's important is the problem to be solved, getting the everyone in the room, accessing the best minds and research about the issues that we're discussing. And let's all just talk about how we're best going to serve our, our residents.
0: Um, kind of a connected issue that I guess I, I want to get your thoughts here on. Uh, last month, we saw the report that forecast a 40% increase in seniors living in the Finger Lakes by 2040, while all the younger age groups uh, under 65 are going to decline between 7 and 14%. When you think about a town like Bristol, twenty three, twenty four hundred 2400 residents roughly, um, and you think about that demographic shift over the next 15-ish years, um How much of a challenge do you think that could pose for a you know a a small town, a small town in you know in a place that's a little bit of a drive away from the nearest city?
1: I would argue that it's not really that far. One of the reasons we love living here is that the hospital is ten minutes away. (laughs) Canandaigua, the services that are available in Canandaigua, which is connected to Rochester. Granted, getting to Rochester for medical services uh, is a mercy flight away, in fact, is what we learned. <laughs> but truly, it's not that far. 45 minutes, an hour, to one of the best medical uh, communities in the country, really, uh, is, is great for our seniors. It's great for everyone, really, for anyone who needs medical care and and really high level of medical care. Uh, and our, you know, and again, getting to Canada, getting to Wegmans, to Lowe's. My husband's a master craftsman. He needed to be 15 minutes away from a hardware store, big box store. <clears throat> so Bristol is situated in a um in a somewhat different place than other rural communities, right? For yeah. our seniors. One thing I have been thinking about and I just learned recently is senior services community services, social services. And it made me think about social infrastructure for for seniors in particular. My mom is 87 and she lives in northern Westchester. And the town of Cortland has lots of services for her. When I go to visit, we go to the Verplank seniors meeting and she, there's dancing and trips and there's a very strong community. Now granted there's lots more people, higher tax base. But I did just learn that I, uh, I believe it's in Richmond or Honeyoy has a seniors group that a number of communities can access that they have, that were somehow connected. And I didn't know that, which leads me back to communication. And sharing the services that we already have in place for our seniors and getting their families involved. Because seniors, I'm 62. I'm a senior now. I could go to the senior meetings at my mother's house. Um, and those types of that, again, social infrastructure is such an important part of aging well. It's not just medical care. It's social care and being connected and and making sure that um that if our seniors, they want to have something to do and, and connect them. Uh Liz Yackel, who is uh, running for county clerk, she is the owner of the Fuzzy Bunny. And she, in Honeyoy, a yarn store, and yarn and crafting store, and she has... Uh, I want to say a, a quilting circle, but it's not. I forget the term that she uses, but she invites everyone to come with their crafting project to connect and help each other. Um, And that's also a part of our social fabric that I think can be uh, improved here in the town of Bristol.
0: Building community. Uh, obviously, housing has become a major issue Uh, that the county wants to take on, and obviously, the towns and cities in Ontario County are all going to play a role in that. Uh, I'm curious, uh, given how much emphasis you've placed on communication, how much of the housing problem do you think in communities like Ontario County, especially the smaller towns, uh, is more of a communication problem than it is anything else? Communicating to developers, communicating to the outside world that, hey, we're here, we have all this space ready for development, Come on
1: down. I can't really speak to that yet because I haven't. Um, I haven't thought about it. I haven't talked to anyone about that as a concept in terms of real estate development. Um, but certainly connecting to to those developers. That's a, a that if any of our town board members are, it hasn't been on the radar for the meetings that I've been attending. And in the future, if that does become an issue, I think that's a great idea in terms of economic development and bringing that as a concept to the table is how you connect to those developers. I don't know how it works. Interested to learn how it works. And I can certainly participate in trying to reach those people and crafting the message of we have land, we have builders, we have... uh A beautiful place to live. (laughs) Last question,
0: and it's an easy one. Uh, Where can folks learn more about your campaign or what's the best way to reach you if they're a resident of uh, Bristol and they want to learn more about your campaign?
1: On Facebook, I have a Napersky for Bristol Facebook page and I post there occasionally. I don't have too many followers right now, but uh, yes, anyone is able to find information there about me. Awesome. Nancy, thanks so much for the time this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about my fabulous town of Bristol.
0: That'll do it for this edition of FLX Today. If you'd like to hear more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakesOne.com YouTube channel. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.